much I need to before you go Cause I don't want to give back Say all the things that you need to do Before you want to do it Get away my mind life I gotta see you when you're so bad Hey everybody It's Garrett Anderson coming at you live August 1st Got a few minutes before uh, the rest of the family gets home. And uh, mine, uh, I think I already said my name is Garrett Anderson. And I'm trying to do a quick little intro um, in case you're new to this. This is only the, uh, I think, third release of this uh, live at you series here. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a little podcast um, to explore my my musician life and also uh, pull back the curtain a little bit on my personal life and, um, you know, kind of let that inform the songs and, and let that inform the journey. So, uh, you know, hopefully you've, you've dug into my tunes and that's how you found me here. But, uh, if not, um, I certainly encourage you to go listen to some tunes, but I think this is going to be a fun little experiment and its own little bit of content and its own little experience. Um, so who knows what's going to come of it. Um, I'm sure I've already gotten the best stuff out of, uh, you know, going through the, the exercise of setting up this equipment and having this microphone and figuring out how to record it into my computer. I, um, I got the girls, um, to come talking to the microphone the other day and recorded their voices. They're, uh, six and almost four now. So I'm sure that's going to be my favorite thing that comes out of this. Um, <laughs> you know, a little bit of audio recording to look back on and, and uh, listen to how cute and little their voices were. Um, although uh, they're not always so cute and little voices. They're pretty good at screaming, too, um, as any parent will tell you. Um, so, yeah, today I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, a huge flood that hit my old hometown. Um, my family got uh, Wii U and played a little bit of Mario Kart last night. Finally got my dog to the dog park and um, talk a little bit about my music career strategy and uh, the phase of um, music career that I'm in and part part of what motivates doing these little podcasts. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the bullet points if I stick to script, that is. So it's funny, um, part of the reason of, of having a, an outline and sort of an introduction here was... Uh, uh, came about from talking with my wife, who is a trainer um, for her profession. She works with uh, with training. So her livelihood is to make sure people can deliver messages and that content and and operations and strategy can be communicated and embraced. You know, the, the, signal, the, the signal is sent and it's received. So she's very good at that. And, um, and she was giving me some constructive feedback based on the first podcast. We listened to it together, um, the one that's out. And she had a lot of really, really good constructive criticism, um, which I was asking for and and totally open about. And one of the things she said was, hey, you know, like give people a little roadmap about what they might hear. Um, And so I may try to do that before getting into these. Um, I'm going to try to do... Maybe I'll, uh, you know, record something after um, and and just reflect on what we did talk about and then give a little uh, synopsis there. But uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna try it. We're gonna try all sorts of different things. This is just an experiment. <clears throat> Learn to burp off the mic. Um, so uh, so yeah. Anyway, 
my hometown, my old hometown of Ellicott City, Maryland, got just devastated by floods the other night, um, either Saturday or Sunday night. And uh, I was hearing about it on my smartphone, looking at Facebook, and and uh, people were posting these home videos of this just river running down Main Street. It's a cute little old quaint town, um, an old mill town, and you know it's it's hilly, and the Main Street is is up and down a hill. All sorts of quaint little shops. The uh, the first pub that I ever played is called the Judge's Bench. Is that the first one I ever played? It's the first one I played with any regularity. Um, I think I remember the woman who booked it. Her name was Robin, and she was a kickboxer. And she booked it, and, uh, you know, they paid dirt cheap for their musicians. But I was just, you know, young, you know, probably just just drinking age at that point. Um and looking to play some solo gigs and she had me come out and play to play about once a month at the judge's bench so that's really where I cut my teeth in terms of getting confidence with performing and realizing that I could do it and even though I might be a head case um, about whether or not it was going well you know I, I survived it and then you learn okay well you know I got home safe from that one and you know everybody's being pretty encouraging so let's go do it again next month um, so Judge's Bench is, is fortunately up at the top of the hill, and I haven't heard anything uh, bad about, you know, too, too much terrible damage up there. But some of the footage I saw of the water just incredibly forcefully rushing down the hill. There was literally a river. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, feel free to go check it out. Um, just Google something about Ellicott City Flood, and I'm sure something will come up. Um, just, just remarkable cars were floating down like parked cars that were along the sides of the street were getting lifted up and pushed away by the water it was really remarkable and one of those reminders that mother nature is just a bitch sometimes um she is going to have her way with us and there's not much we can do about it other than take out our smartphones and film it and share it and um man like it's been it's been on my mind it kind of you know, it made me appreciate what I've got. Uh, it really made me feel for all those folks that uh, um, that are dealing with their businesses being impacted and, and their own lives. You know, basements are flooded. First floors are flooded. Um, I got a pretty extensive little local network of friends through the music scene there. It's, it's a very sort of bohemian town where anything goes and, and bring what you bring in terms of creativity. A lot of good local events. Um, a buddy of mine who was also in some local bands got a um, fall and spring music festival up and running um, where the whole town would come together and vendors and, and music and just, you know, that great quintessential Americana, um, you know, eastern seaboard kind of, kind of, well, not, not all the way to the seaboard, but, you know, mid-Atlantic vibe. It was, it was an awesome, awesome town. Um, and... Um, so I knew quite a, quite a few folks um, who were living there and posting their updates about, you know, we're safe or, you know, our, our dogs are trapped in a house and we can't get there or um, the incredible footage of, um, and I think this went pretty viral, this human chain 
of, of people. You know, there was one person was standing in a storefront um, that was sort of, you know, out of the water, a little bit sheltered. And then, you know, he grabs his friend and she grabs her friend and, um, you know, and then they grab this other guy and, and help pull a woman out of a car that was floating down the river. Um, this terrified woman was just panicking and didn't know what to do, and they, they got her out of the car. Presumably that was the safer thing to do. Um, you know, I can't, I can't even imagine the sort of panic um, that must have, must have overcome her. Oh, and the family's home. <laughs> they just got home. So that was uh, the Ellicott City flood thing, and I am only about a ha like halfway through talking about what I think I'm going to talk about with that. Hey, hey, Emma, come here. Where are you? Emma, come here. Hey, Bryn. Come here. Hey. Say hello. Say, Is the microphone? Yeah, you can just say it right there. You don't have to say it close. I was uh, recording for, uh, oh, nice. I, I had a couple Daddy. minutes before you guys got here. So, uh, yeah, say, Daddy. Say, say hello. Hello. Say, say happy August. Happy August. I was talking it's about. It's almost Bryn's birthday. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. How are you guys? Good, mommy. You think you could help me uh, chisel it's out a couple minutes? Bryn's birth. Yeah. Right it's wrap this up. Bryn's birth. It's yeah. yeah. Hold on just a sec. All right, and I'm back. By the magic of the pause button, we have. Time traveled into the future together, you and I, um, whoever you may be. So I was thinking uh, that uh, a lot of this social media stuff is to no one in particular. And maybe this podcast is to no one in particular. And it's a little bit beautiful because, you know, it's to everybody. So, so anybody can latch on and it could mean whatever it's going to mean to any single person. Um, but on the flip side, it's like it couldn't be further from like a handwritten letter to someone that you have to put their address on it and mail it to them and, and y your thoughts and your feelings that you put on a page to that person um, is, is, is driving the intention. So it's kind of weird to stay motivated and, and, and where's your intention when you're sending things out in the universe for no one in particular, including songs, you know, so songs... They, they come from a place, and maybe they, they come from a place of intention. But, um, oh, i got to remember to stop smacking my lips like that. That was one thing I, I learned from listening back on the uh, other podcasts that I've done so far. But, hey, learning experience and experiment. Speaking of experiment and learning experience, you may hear uh, my family in the background. I can hear them in the, in the headphones a little bit, but hopefully it's pretty quiet. Um, they are upstairs playing Mario cart on the Wii U. Um, but I'm not finished talking about the flood yet. Let's, uh, let's get circle back around to the flood. So, uh, before my beautiful family, uh, got home and, uh, had to spend a couple minutes with them. I, uh, or had to, got to one of the really cool tactics that, that my, uh, my, my good buddy, Greg's, uh, uh, significant other Adrian, um, clued me into one time was if you replace had to with got to in your thinking and your speaking what a difference that makes you know i had to go to work today well hold on hold on turn that to, into i got to go to work today 
and you could incur, uh, interpret that in so many different ways. I got to, like, I was healthy enough that I could, and, and I got to. I'm fortunate to have the job that I have. Um, even something terrible, like I have to go to the dentist. It's like, hey, I, I got to go to the dentist today. I'm lucky that I can afford it and that there are people out there that devote their lives into, to understanding how teeth work and how to keep them healthy and how to help you keep them healthy. Um, that example was probably on my mind because my, my gums are a little bit tender these days. I, uh, I gotta make sure I'm flossing. After lunch today, I just went to town with a toothpick on my lower gums, just kind of like, just playfully poking at them. And I, I think that's okay. I think, uh, one dentist, uh, dental assistant who was helping me with a cleaning one time was saying, yeah, you know, your body lets you know if you need to be messing with it that's because it's it's inflamed or it's it's got some gunk up there so i think it's it's good to to poke around um wow that's disgusting you guys don't need to be picturing me poking around my gums probably on the verge of bleeding with a toothpick after lunch that is absolutely disgusting and, and not the point of this at all so um, um okay so the flood oh get to and yeah get to and have to so maybe try that. If you, if you find yourself saying, ah, oh, I have to do something, maybe uh, try switching it to get to, and, or maybe just don't do it at all <laughs> if you can't find a reason to, uh, to be grateful for it. So the flood. Um, f one of my observations was this real-time um, consumption of news, right? It's different than waking up the next morning and someone saying, oh my goodness, there's this article about this devastating flood that just knocked out Old Town. Um, historic, you know, Main Street, Ellicott City. That would be very different. That's, you know, the old model. The new model is, oh my goodness, on my Facebook feed right now, I'm seeing people post videos of the water rising and cars getting swept away and damages to buildings and whatnot. And not only that, but people that you know, this, this kind of circles back to the no one in particular. You know, these are friends, you know, sure, Facebook friends, you might have a bunch of them, um, but that doesn't mean that they're still not your friends, right? Uh, especially if you know them and had some, some formative and, and engaging experiences with them. Um, you know, and the musicians and, and the friends of musicians and the, you know, animal activists and the craftsmen and the bartenders and everybody down in, in that scene that I knew, you know, like you become friendly. And so I do genuinely care about these folks. So when I'm seeing, um, seeing them post about like, Hey, everyone, we're okay. We're up in the second story. Um, you know, we've got our pets and animals. Uh, we're not sure about our cars, but you know, thank you for. Oh, just cut out a little bit there. Um, you know, thank you for all the, the prayers, and we're okay. Um, we'll let you know if we need help. And just watching this outpouring of support happen in real time. You know, folks saying, oh, my goodness, you know, um, oh, my goodness. Like, it, it was just really, really remarkable to watch that unfold in real time. Um, and keep tabs on it, you know, a few days after, because right now we're a couple days after, so the wreckage has been cleared for the most part, um, I guess, but uh, but the damage is done, you know, like it's going to be a big rebuilding process, and um, in the aftermath of, of the flood, there's a lot of folks wanting to support and wanting to lend help, um, whether that be show up with a chainsaw and a wet vac um, and, uh, and your muscles, or show up with a, a truck and a pulley, um, and uh, you know, um, 
or donate money, right? So one of the things I noticed on Facebook was a friend of a friend had built up these little stickers, had designed this little sticker that says hope, um, hope is higher than water, and then had a little heart on the map of the state of Maryland where Ellicott City is. And I was like, oh, cool, let me let me um, share this. This is really nice because she said, you know, proceeds will go to support the community. And then um, a, a different friend of mine on Facebook um, replied to that and said, hey, you know, I, I hate to be cynical, but, you know, are you sure that the, the funds are going to go to the right places? All it says is that it's going to go to the community. And I said, oh, you know, good point. That had crossed my mind, too. But uh, hopefully it's, it's as well-intentioned well as it seems. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is unfortunate that in the wake of any tragedy, you could have someone trying to profit off of it or be less than um, genuine about, you know, where the money's going. Um, I seem to recall... Oh, I did that lip-smacking thing again. I seem to recall the uh, earthquake in Haiti a few years ago. Um, there was some follow-up about all the money that was donated and you know some proportion of it goes to actually help and then the rest gets tied up in like bureaucracy and you know, that's not what people want to feel when they're when they're donating right you say okay, okay I'll buy the sticker and I'll, I'll pay 10 bucks and I know that eight bucks is going to charity right great that makes me feel good but where does that eight bucks go right I mean I think we should have a little bit of cynic in us to to want that transparency and make sure that it's going to the right place but i think you know i was kind of in that mindset and it's it's embarrassing and and probably what you know got me into trouble in my more naive youth days of, of getting you know taken advantage of here and there um was that idea that well i'm gonna click it and share it and spread the word and then that makes me feel good and then after that it's just out there in the universe and it's not my responsibility to follow up on it so um mixed feelings about that one um and of course one of the most important things to do too is is also publicize the the very official very formal ways to help and contribute and put funds towards stuff and I suppose that's good, and I suppose it's good to have the homegrown things, too, that are saying, you know, here, I have a little crowdfund me page for these folks that, that lost their home or may not be able to afford something or, or need a place to live. Um, overarchingly, though, as I have monitored this from a distance um, via social media and, and a few articles and things, the community really does come together, and there isn't really much of that cynicism, right? There was a tragedy, I mean, a, a catastrophic Mother Nature event that affected a lot of people, and this community just pulls together. It really is remarkable to see all the support and all the love and this sense that the community really will rebuild. And that is a slice of humanity, and I remember it, and I remember that feeling and the essence of it. Um, <laughs> somebody's yelling upstairs. Oh, boy. We'll see if any of this is even usable later. I understand Mario Kart can get very competitive. And in fact, I've got to wrap this up pretty soon so I can go join him and kick some butt. I'll probably be Luigi. He's my go-to Mario Kart character. Um, uh, my wife keeps picking Yoshi. Um, although in this version, I think you can be the same character. Um, but she's... No, 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 she's not Yoshi. She's Toad. She's Toad. She really likes racing with Toad. 
Anywho, the flood is just, it's on my mind, and I've been watching people um, engage about it, and it's, the thing I do want to take away is that is that humanity and that coming together and the sense of community and that place has a special community about it. Now, that said, part of me is also like, you know, we had a flood a few years ago. Uh, when I was living there, there was a pretty big flood. Um, I think I even played a little backyard music benefit type thing um, in the aftermath, like a you know maybe a weekend or two after. And it's going to happen again, right? This was supposedly a hundred year rainstorm, or uh, you know a once in a millennia rainstorm. But just the the truth of the matter is, and I've been watching folks debate this as well, um, is that with development and with you know, uh, weather events. Um, so, so the development portion is the, the forests and things that are disturbed to make communities, uh, you know, water is going to run across pavement, you know, but if it rains in the forest, it's going to go down into the earth, right? Or, or at least uh, to a greater degree. I'm no water engineer scientist, but the little that I do understand is that water on concrete is just going to find a place to go. And that water in undisturbed natural land is, is, is also going to find its own place to go, but maybe not create this such extreme flash flooding. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad. Do you can you relocate the entire little old town area just to, like up onto the hill somewhere? Um, do you rebuild there and, and try to protect against future flood events? What can you do to to help prevent this in the future? Or do you admit, hey, this is where we live, this is home, this is part of it, and it's going to be bad, and every time it happens, we're going to have to bond together and, 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 and fix it up, right? But then you get into implications about, like, is, you know, is, is it a state of emergency? Is the government involved, and is tax money going towards this? You know, like, at some point, someone's paying for it, right? Insurance companies, there's got to be a spike in claims, um, although, you know, for the most part, that that's just fine. I'm sure the insurance companies are doing just fine. But, um, and, and, and frankly, these folks probably pay a higher premium for being in a flood zone, right? So I guess that all works itself out. But, uh, but yeah, I want to do the kumbaya, let's celebrate how awesome this community is that we can rebound from something like this. But then part of me too is like, eh, I'm glad I don't live there, right? Um, now, which brings me to, I live in the desert now, and if infrastructure should, for whatever reason, collapse around me, I would be fucked, like, royally, royally. Like, yeah, I don't have any water, for, for starters. No potable water. I mean, maybe I could hack into a cactus somewhere and... <laughs> suck on a succulent I, I really don't know I should probably read or watch some something about surviving in the desert but uh, no for real like I, I we, we I would be in such worse shape here than back in Maryland Maryland I'd like to think that I'm handy enough that I could survive at least a little while uh, in the apocalypse but out here in the desert man like I would have to rely on the kindness of strangers just to get a, enough water to survive which is pretty scary so I'm not going to talk about that anymore right now but, um, but yeah, so the flood, oh man, I just, my heart goes out to him. Um, and, uh, smacked my lips again, son of a bitch. At least I'm becoming self-aware about that. So I'll try to stop doing that. And if you'll notice, I'm not drinking on this podcast either. Um, alcohol or, 
um, soft beverage because while I think that added a little bit of fun character to the previous ones, I think it's a little bit annoying too. So I'm going to try to professionalize here a little bit. This is like, it's kind of like learning not to take too much time in between songs when you're performing live. You know, those little courtesies to your listeners and, and your audience, uh, those, those go a long way in terms of coming off as a professional. So look at me, I'm trying to be a little bit more professional with my podcasting. Um, what else? What else? Right after I do a riff about being professional, I stand up and the mic cable comes out a little bit and there's going to be a little moment of silence there. Um, the dog park was fantastic. Oh my gosh. It was so fun watching my dog run around. Um, we found a, so we recently moved and found the local dog park and man, Jack was just hauling around. He looked like, uh, he was raring to go. Other dogs were friendly. Other dog owners were friendly, really nice facility, no problems at all. Um, just super great to watch this guy run free. Our backyard is a little bit enclosed, a little bit small for him to get any good running in. So um, Jack is sort of my spirit animal, right? Um, I think men and or boys, I think I was about to call myself a boy. I'm a man. And then I corrected to say I'm a man. I still feel like a boy. A boy and his dog have this bond, you know. And similar to the Golden Compass books and movies where every human is paired with their animal spirit, I feel like Jack is my animal spirit. We get each other. He knows when I'm grumpy. He knows when I'm happy. We celebrate together. He's kind of a little bit grumpy himself if he's in a bad mood, and I can relate to that. But man, letting him off the leash in that dog park and watching him run, it felt like part of my spirit was free running. Like every time I take him on a hike, I, I, I'm so tempted to let him off the leash because I'm like, hey, we're out here by ourselves. It's a, it's a, uh, you know, inhospitable mountain. He's not going to go off the trail. I did it one time after moving to Arizona, and that was the last time because he hauled ass after like a lizard or something down into a valley up the other side of the mountain. He was like multiple football fields away and not listening to me. Um, I, I should say that we got him as a one and a half year old. We uh, got him from the Baltimore SPCA, Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. And he uh, he's a great dog otherwise. And he's very good at commands in the house, but once he's outside, he's gonna follow his nose. And I just have to admit that to myself. And in a, in a weird way, I think that's part of our kindred spirit is that he has to stay on a leash. And in many ways, I feel like I'm, you know, have to stay on a leash too for my own good. Um, <laughs> in regards to family life and, and maintaining a day job and all those sorts of fun things, you know, I think it facilitates, oh, somebody did well upstairs. Woo! Way to go, guys! <laughs> Um, so yeah, part of me feels like letting him off that leash, even though I knew we were enclosed, we were still enclosed in a fenced in area, but Hey, it was a big field. There were other dogs to sniff butts with. 
and he was just free and roaming. But you, you know what was cool is we were kind of walking around and, and meeting the other folks, and he would still always come back and check in on us. And I was like, yeah, he knows that we're a family. Like I don't think he would ever intentionally get lost, but um, I obviously did find him eventually on that that first hike um, where I let him off the leash and he followed that lizard down across the other side of the mountain. I almost chased him at, fr- at first. I, I took after him for the first maybe 10, 15 yards, but off trail in the Sonoran Desert is bad news. Like you're going to get messed up. So I said, I'm not going to kill myself over this dog. Um, I'm going to wait here for him to come back close. He came back close and he was tired. And in fact, he had gotten a little thorn in his paw. There's the desert for you, right? It's very prickly. And he ended up getting very tired and out of breath and he went to, to go find shade. So he, I did have to kind of climb off trail and scamper a little bit up to this rock face that he had found that, that was creating a little bit of shade. And he laid down up there and I got up there and I'm huffing and puffing. I'm, I'm mad, uh, you know, but I see that he's hurt. So I help him with his paw and, uh, and then, you know, obviously snap the leash on him and bring him back down. And that was the last time he was off leash. Um, except for this dog park experience. And frankly, I feel like I've been a bad dog owner for not having found this dog park sooner. Um, and maybe that's part of the metaphor too, is like sometimes you forget to even take care of yourself and give yourself those enclosed spaces that are safe, but still a little bit off the leash. Like for me, I, I think gigging is kind of like that. I, I show up to a bar um, or a venue and I've got a job to do and there's no, there's no other responsibilities. I just get to do my thing, play my music, try to share in that experience. And in those moments, you know, um, as much as I cherish being Garrett the father and Garrett the husband, you know, right in those moments, I'm Garrett the musician, informed by being a father and a husband for sure. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a little bit off-leash. It's a little bit off-leash. Or like going to Magna Ball, the fish festival a couple summers ago. Um, last oh i just snapped my lips again sorry maybe i'll go back and edit that one so it's not so loud um the magna ball fish festival last summer was uh was a treat you know and it's it's uh you know me and my buddies are pretty experienced at hanging out and doing the festival thing so it was safe but it was also free right it was free to roam that was like my version of jack being at the uh the dog park um so I do have to get up there and play some Wii U, and I see that we are about at 30 minutes. Holy moly, these moments just fly by. But this does feel good. Um, I told my wife that it feels like journaling, and I don't journal. I uh, used to a little bit. So I guess I journaled a little bit, and then I got into songwriting, and then songwriting was like a different way of journaling. And I still do that, of course. But this is another different way of sort of journaling. Um, but it's not just personal. It's something that I hope is engaging. And by all means, if you do hear this and you want to engage, feel free. Send me um, your feedback. Send me your questions. It w- that would be awesome to me to know that this is actually gaining some momentum. Um, So real quick, the Wii U story. We go to Target yesterday to buy it. Well, first we went to Best Buy for three technological things, and they were only able to help out with one of them. Best Buy is on the way out, I I guess. I think a bunch of them are bankrupt or closing, but 
I was like, for an electronic store, we had three things on our on our you know grocery list. Well, it's not a grocery list, an electronic list, and they were only able to to, to hook up one of them. Um, but later I would learn part of that is because the Wii U is sort of on the way out. So we get to Target and this guy in the electronics department is helping us out. And we're like, hey, yeah, we're interested in getting the Wii U. Um, my wife just came back from um, visiting her brother and they were playing it with his boys and it was hysterical. And she loves Mario Kart. And she said, yeah, I got to get this. This is great. So I said, yeah, let's go do it. That'd, that'd be fantastic. We had a Wii. Uh, it's a couple years old. And hey, you know, I remember it started with Nintendo before that uh, Atari, right? So for me, it was Nintendo. I never actually had an Atari, but I did play some. For me, it was Nintendo, Super Nintendo. I've always been a N Nintendo guy. Um, but I did play Sega at friends' houses. And then... Um, Super Nintendo, N64, Wii, and now Wii U. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the Nintendo family. Um, and I'm, I'm a bad consumer. I, I, I'm horrible at making decisions like that. I was like, well, you know, should we get the PS4 because it can play Blu-rays or DVDs or like hook up to the internet or blah, 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 blah. And my wife doesn't want to hear any of that. She's like, I want this thing. It's going to be fun. Let's go get it. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Okay, if it makes you happy. I'm sure it'll be great. Um, the guy at the electronics department of Target was like, no, 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 don't get it. They're coming out with a new Nintendo in like a couple days or like a couple months. I don't remember what he said. He knew the details and I'm butchering them, but he, he was super duper geeky, nerdy guy, perfect for the position, but not really speaking our language. Like we were coming to him with like a, here's what we want. Let's make it happen. You know, it's mostly for my kids. I don't really play video games. It's okay that it's going to be an outdated system. We don't need the latest thing. And yet he's rambling on about what's new, um, comparisons between PS4 and Xbox, uh, that uh, virtual reality is coming out soon. And I'm just looking at him and I'm like, do you hear yourself and me? Like, I, I think maybe he could only hear himself because I kept telling him like, well, I think this is going to be fine. You know, it's mostly for my kids and my wife's excited about it. You know, uh, maybe in a couple years when my girls are older to enjoy uh, a more advanced gaming system, maybe we'll we'll upgrade then. And he just didn't. He just wanted to keep yapping. He, he walked me over to this demo of, like, hey, this is live gameplay of something. And I was like, I'm sure that's great. And I don't begrudge people that get really into that. Um, my cousin is really into it. He brought over, um, he, he let me play his Lord of the Rings game last time he visited it. It was fantastic. I could totally see myself getting down that rabbit hole, but not on this trip. We wanted to come home with Mario Kart because my wife wanted to wrap up the weekend playing Mario Kart with the family. So that's what we did. And that's what I got to go do. Um, got to go do? No. Got, get, not got to go do. I get to go do. So peace, y'all. Take care of each other. Um, was that all the bullet points? Did I stick to... Did I oh, I didn't even talk about the music strategy stuff. Well, there'll be time for that later. Peace.